This is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Tara provides her clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan. Hello, and welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. And I'll just say right up front, if any point during the show you hear something that you need a little bit more information about or you have a question, please feel free to give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242. And also definitely check out our website, www.taraenolan.com. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and Google Play because we have a lot of good information. And if you're just learning about the show, you may want to go back and listen to some of the old episodes. So today we're going to be talking about six downsizing myths to be aware of in retirement. And this is going to be based on an article I found in U.S. News and World Report. It's so important to be educated and understand the information about why you make decisions because I find so many people make decisions because they heard about it from somebody else and it may or may not be the right thing for you. Right. Everybody's situation is different as you always tell us, Tara, and this sounds like a great topic for today's show. Uh, I've heard a lot of different things about downsizing uh, in retirement and how it's necessary or you need to do this or that. So I'm glad we're going to look at the facts and uh, maybe you can set us straight on some of these things today, Tara. But before we get into it, Tara Nolan Advisory Services, how's that going? How are you and Chris doing over there? Uh, Tony, we are having a great time. This really busy as we head into the fall because people are coming back inside from playing all day. (laughs) It's getting dark earlier. So everybody's getting the kids are back to school and people are getting more serious about creating their financial plans. So this is always a busier time for us. Um, I I think we were just talking, Tony. I'm sad that it's not staying light till about 10 o'clock at night. Well, yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, The shorter days, it, it makes it tough. And that's why winters can be tough. And speaking of winter, are you going to get that new deck built out there before winter comes in? You were talking to us before about how you're having a new deck put on. We are actually having a uh, concrete patio put in, and it is in progress. The guys are actually out here today. It's really cool. They're making a what looks like a stone wall, but they've actually designed it out of concrete. Oh, cool. And so they it's it's all in place now and now they're getting ready to add the color so it's it's kind of like this unveiling process so uh, nice it'll be really cool to have it and and i think we're going to have a little bit more a couple days of warm weather to be able to get outside and enjoy it do a little barbecuing hopefully hopefully the weather will uh, will hold off winter will hold off just long enough for you to utilize that new deck that new patio well uh this is a good topic i think downsizing is something that uh, soon-to-be-retired people uh, need to be considering, right? Tony, it's a great topic, and we're going to be talking about the myths because it's not a magic bullet that solves problems. But of course, like everything, Tony, I also have an example that we're going to talk about today of a client who's just done this with a lot of success. So part of going through this myth is talking about you know, what you need to understand, and it, it so much matters about where you move. It's location, 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 right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when it comes to real estate, that's yeah, what I well, hear anyway. Especially when it comes to businesses, yeah. 
So, so yeah, so we're going to, it's, we always talk about this, Tony, because I have a lot of my clients kind of uh, head into retirement and they've got their house about paid off or paid off and they start to go, you know what? We don't need this big house anymore. The kids are all gone. Um, Maybe we can just downsize. And it's a great conversation to have. But the thing I find, Tony, is that there's a lot of misconceptions and, you know, the first thing that everybody thinks, I think we're all guilty of this, Tony, is when I sell my house, I'm going to make a bunch of money. Wow. Yeah, a, a lot of people think that. Uh, a lot of people at least hope that, right? You do. And, and it's always hard because Chris and I do um, some real estate on in our other investment process. So we have rentals and we do that. And I can tell you there's a lot of emotion attached to property. And you always think your house is worth much more than the new buyer yeah. does. It's, oh, I know that. I see that all the time. It's like people, we're going to sell this house. It's worth this much. And I'm thinking to myself, no, nope. Need to subtract about a hundred grand from that number. <laughs> Seriously, people always way overvalue their homes. It seems that way anyway. Well, and of course you do because you have your own emotional. That's where your family memories are. You have all these different things attached to it. But there's also just when you go to sell a house, there's um, there's costs that people, especially if you've never really bought and sold a house very much, uh, there's all these, I don't call them hidden costs, but it, you can't sell a home for free, Oh, so <laughs> unfortunately. Are, are you talking about things like closing costs and agent commissions, things like that? Yeah, those things kind of add up because, you know, there's usually it's about 6% of the income goes to the real estate agents. And if you've had a really good agent that's done a good job for you, that's probably fair. But it can be a little frustrating if your house goes on the market and sells after a day and then you see 6% of the money just walking out the door off the top. So, yep. but that's just kind of what happens. And then, you know, the, at the title company, there's the closing costs and you go through the sheet and it's like, oh boy, that all added up. So it, it's just, as long as you're prepared for it, it's okay. But what I find is is a lot of people don't know that that's going to happen. And then that's when you end up feeling like you just got the bad end of a deal. Sure. So what are some other costs involved with selling a house? Well, I mean, here's the big picture is, um, and I'll just kind of go through the list talking about it, but your housing repairs are going to add up because, yeah. you know, when you're living in the house, you have all those things that you should be fixing, but you just don't. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do something fun this weekend. I'm not gonna, yeah. you know, fix the caulk around that window, or I'm not gonna. Yeah, I should have put a new new screen door in there. Just all those little repairs that you you can live with because you live there. You're gonna have to to get those repairs put in. You know, to get your homes on these websites now, you've got to take photographs. And you know, I mean, have you ever just flipped through and looked at at houses online? I have, and if the, the pictures aren't good, you're like, no, nah, no, I'll go to the next one. So you've right. got to spend money on that. And yep. then landscaping. You know, the if you live in a place where there's a housing association, they kind of force you to keep up with the lawn and keep it well maintained. But landscaping is something that can very easily, uh, unless it's something that you do for fun, you can let it get pretty uh, basic, I would say. You know, you, you kind of keep it mowed and that's about it. But, yeah, <laughs> you know, almost every realtor We'll say, well, we need to spruce this up. And, you know, a little bit of landscaping can re- end up being like $3,000 quickly. For And I oh, mean, for yeah. just a little bit. <laughs> so yeah. um, so these are just the things that you have to kind of understand. You know, Tony, I think it goes back to our foundation of everything we talk about with finances. Step one is to get educated because 
the way that you mitigate your risk is just understanding what you're getting into. Sure. And you had a few more uh, hidden costs that sellers might not expect on that list, right? Definitely, because there was always the question of how quickly do you want to sell that house? And uh, we've seen staging. I, th- I think we've all watched those uh, flip your house shows on, on TV where they they get the property already and then they stage it, you know, so you put like a, a couple nice chairs and some artwork. That's That doesn't come for free. And no. so so that's that can be an expense, but it, it's, it becomes one of those questions, right, of I may have to pay for that staging, but if I can sell the house, then that's one less mortgage payment I have to make. So those are decisions you have to make but you still have to pay utilities, right? It's, it's your house until it's sold. And, yeah. you know, we mentioned it earlier, but closing costs, you know, they're likely to be that second biggest fee behind your commission fees. So you just want to make sure you understand all these different costs because there's nothing worse than you've already tallied up in your head that you're going to make whatever it is, $50,000 of profit. And then all of a sudden, when you have to start taking out all the things that you had to pay for, and then all of a sudden it's down to about 30, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, it's a huge <laughs> bummer. So it sounds like there are a lot of potential costs that we need to consider. And uh, I can see how not all downsizing will result in a financial windfall. Hopefully it will. But uh, referring back to that article, um, what's another common misconception uh, about downsizing? Well, this is another big one too, Tony, is a lot of retirees that I work with just assume that downsizing to a smaller home is going to reduce your living expenses. But this is that what we talked, we joked about before with real estate, it's location, location, location. And so even if you sell that large home you had in the country, you know, for your, with your, all your kids, and then you want to move into the city and maybe into a, a, a nice studio apartment where you're close to all your restaurants and things that location may end up being as expensive as your home. And so wow. I, that that's a bit of a shock when you're like, oh boy, I, I downsized from my, you know, 5,000 square foot house to this, you know, 1,200 square foot apartment and I'm paying the same amount of money. That doesn't, it doesn't feel right. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't, definitely. Well, hey, we're out of time for this first segment. Uh, the show's flying by. Is there anything else you want to add before we take a break here, Tara? Well, this is one of the big aspects of preparing for retirement, Tony. And, you know, the thoughts of downsizing your house, sometimes it's triggered by lifestyle, but it can also just be triggered by this um, nervousness about not knowing what kind of income you're going to need. So Chris and I, Tony, have set aside 20 complimentary appointments for the first 20 callers today that are really interested to look at their retirement plan and especially how are they going to set themselves up for that retirement income so they can enjoy retirement and not be worried about it. Tony, that number is 719-210-4242 to set up that complimentary appointment with Chris and I. All right. Sounds great. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Nolan Financial Radio and our host, Tara Nolan, right after this. Do you ever feel like you need a retirement toolkit to help navigate your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Tara Nolan Advisory Services right now by going to TaraEnolan.com or by calling us at 719-210-4242. 
So welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. And if you're just tuning in, I'll just remind you that if you have a question or something that we didn't answer while we're going through this, this show today, feel free to give Chris and I a call, 719-210-4242. And definitely visit our website, www.taraenolan.com. You can subscribe to our shows on iTunes and Google Play and just kind of get a sense of what we can do to help you out. Today, we've been talking about downsizing myths to be aware of in retirement. So, so far we've talked about the two biggest myths that happen is people just think that selling their house is gonna lead to a windfall. And so we've talked about some of the hidden costs that you may not be aware of. And then the second myth we talked about was a smaller pace is going to reduce your living expenses. Maybe, but maybe not. Tony, did I miss anything? No, I I think that's uh, basically what we covered in the first segment. It's very important. Um, But obviously, uh, not everyone should downsize though, right? Tony, I love how you said that because I'm always very leery anytime I hear comments like, everybody should. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That that automatically makes me suspicious to go, well, I'm not like everybody. And and if you're listening to the show, you should know you're not like everybody either. (laughs) So, but there is a big push for a lot of people kind of get the pressure to go, okay, your kids are out of the house and you're retiring. So it's just time to downsize. And just, you know, there's a lot of pressure for that. And maybe, and that might be a good fit for you, but you want to have made the decision thoughtfully and make sure it fits your lifestyle. And there's a lot of, uh, I call them the fuzzy emotional questions that have to be answered too, not just the the money stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's key. So uh, can downsizing have other disadvantages then? Well, it sure can, because when you're going to downsize and move into a smaller space, you know, there's, there's a ton of different kinds of, of things that you might not have considered. And so I actually like this this moving company called Transtar Moving, and they came up with 10 things to consider before downsizing. And I thought it was worthwhile that we talk about it on the show today, Tony, because, yeah. you know, I like to be the devil's advocate. And let's talk about all the cons so that that way we can make sure that we've made a good decision. Right. Okay. So here it is from TranStarMoving.com. Top 10 cons to consider before downsizing. Well, the first thing, Tony, is you're going to have less space for entertaining. And so if you're the person that likes to sit at home alone and and watch TV by yourself, then that's not a problem. (laughs) (laughs) But but if you like to have family and friends come over, you'll just have to remember that if you have a smaller place, you may have to look at alternatives like some more, you know, outdoor living space or other things for entertaining. So that can be a, a challenge. And that comes back to your lifestyle and understanding kind of who you are as a person. Sure. Uh, the second thing is you're, you're probably going to feel cramped in a smaller home. And I, I think we joked about this, Tony, that Chris and I have looked every now and again about moving into town, what that would be like. And I just, I look around and I'm like, where would I park the horse trailer and the tractor? <laughs> Yeah, it's just (laughs) trying to squish into a smaller space. Uh, It might sound, you know, especially like you got to be careful when you do go around and look at those staged places that they don't have any real stuff in them. You're like, oh, this is plenty of space. I could live here. And then when you actually like move in with your stuff, you're like, huh, there's no room. So that's that's a challenge. A third thing, Tony, is that you'll have to adjust your lifestyle. When you move into a smaller home, you're going to have to be practical. You're going to just change your whole kind of your pattern, your life blueprint of you, where you shop, how you're entertained, where you exercise. So 
if this is a, an adjustment that you want to do and you're looking forward to it as an adventure, great. But if you haven't thought it through, you might go, oh, I didn't want to change my whole life. I just wanted to downsize my house. So Wow. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, and then, yep. you know, storage space. I, I always, I think this is, you know, the, the people that own these storage spaces, it's a great business, right? Because most of us, when we, we downsize, but we don't get rid of our stuff, right? We just buy a house for our stuff too. <laughs> Right, and then we forget about it. And it's stuff we uh, have you been to the storage space? Not in five years. Right, right. And it's it's so hard because you, you you don't look at that stuff, and then you go like, I should get rid of some of the stuff, and you start opening up the first two boxes of memories, and then you're stuck again. <laughs> it's this trap. Yep, it is a trap. I agree. I'm glad to hear I'm not the only one. Oh, My gosh, wife no. and I aren't the only ones with that issue. <laughs> Chris and I try to set boxes aside and say, okay, well, we have those boxes, and if we haven't looked at them in three years, then they just have to go, and we can't look in the box. <laughs> Right. <laughs> There's no looking in the box. <laughs> that, that's and, a good ploy. Then, you know, and then there's just, there's going to be, of course, the emotional aspect. If you've lived in a house for 30 years and you, you haven't been someone that moves around a lot, uh, it's it's a big deal. And, it, and this is, Tony, I have to have empathy for people because in the military, when I was on active duty, I moved, I think, 18 times in 20 years. So I was wow. moving regularly and actually... Yeah. For me, it was kind of always a nice, it was a great chance to get rid of all your clutter and do that. But Tony, now that I've settled and I live in Colorado Springs and I'm becoming part of the community, Tony, there's people that have just lived here their whole life. Yeah. And for those of us in the military, that's just a novel concept. I'm like, what would that be yeah. like? Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's so when you go to move, it's hard. You don't realize how much stuff you have. Yeah. Well, I think it would be hard for a lot of people. So. What are the last five of the top 10 cons we need to consider before downsizing? We're going to go through this pretty quickly because they all kind of have the same idea. But um, you're going to want to realize that change is difficult. Doesn't mean it's bad, but it's just understand, give yourself permission. It's going to be difficult. You're going to have to adjust to a new home and a new neighborhood. There's going to be stress with moving. Even, you know, stress isn't always bad, but even if you're doing something you want to do, there's going to be stress. And some people you can experience a potentially a loss of prestige because if you took time and built that that house, especially out in the country, and you got it just the way you wanted, and that was that was your place, then to move into town, it's just a it's a whole different reality. So you just have to be sure, understand, give yourself permission that there's going to be some emotional costs that can happen. But um, so we've kind of talked about a lot of these downsides to to moving tony but do we have time to talk about a good example yeah that would be good do you have a good example for us i, I do so i have a client that lived here um locally and she was in a gargantuan house and um her husband passed and so it was kind of they had planned a life to be here and it was going to be one way and her whole life just changed so what we talked about in the, the initial part of the process was let's not do anything for a year let's just kind of settle let's sit with it let's see where you are and see what's happening and she, you know, she finally decided that she wanted to be uh, move back and be closer to family and it, we went through the process, Tony, but we went through it very deliberately. So we kind of looked at, okay, if she sells the house here, what would that look like? And, you know, things like she had already had plans to remodel the kitchen and was the discussion of, well, do we need to put money into remodeling the kitchen to sell it? 
And we kind of decided no, because let's let that be something that the new people come in and create their vision. So we didn't spend a bunch of money there. And then when she went home, she wanted to live close to Cincinnati. And there was the question of, well, which side of the river do you want to live on? And so she looked at houses on both sides and actually found that close to downtown where she wanted to be, but on the Kentucky side, huge difference in taxes. Oh, yeah. And so so making that choice looked at it because it's location, location, location. So a, a lot of times, Tony, what we find is when you're downsizing your house to get that windfall, it makes a difference where you're moving to. Because like if she had just relocated to the uh, equivalent neighborhood here in um, the Colorado Springs area, she wouldn't have saved that much money because the, right. the area is pretty consistent. But being able to move across the country and then to be very deliberate and pick the right side of the river for taxes, it ended up working out quite well. But again, it was we weren't in a rush and we took the time and we were very deliberate about, well, what do you want? Let's make sure you're moving towards something, not running away from something. Right. And so we, we, we went through all those steps. So the downsizing ended up being the very right decision, but we had to go through a lot. We, we did a very deliberate planning process. We didn't just make a snap decision. Right. And that's so important. So obviously, uh, part of downsizing is, is getting some cash for some of those extra household goods that we're going to get rid of, right? Well, that's a great question there, Tony, because that goes back to that. My stuff is great, but it's really not about what you think about your stuff. It's what do other people think about your stuff? Yeah, good point. Yeah, that <laughs> that's so true. I, I The house that we, we bought, Tony, it, it, the, uh, the one of the bathrooms had Pepto-Bismol pink tub oh. and toilet. And, oh. and all I can think is at some point someone bought that new on purpose. <laughs> Yeah, it is hard to imagine. It is very hard to imagine. I mean, I can see it being there now, but I'm like, someone at one point paid good money for that brand new. Yeah, the, the late 50s, early 60s were good for that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the pink toilets and pink tubs. Um, you know, I know there are several things we've talked about. We have been all over the map, uh, but what can possibly be left to Mythbus today? Well, you know... We've kind of touched on it, but it's the this idea that that extra space won't be missed. And it just really is interesting because, you know, life in a 4,000 square foot home, downsizing to a, a 900 or a 1,000 square foot apartment, it's going to feel a lot different. And especially when you're, if you've got a big family and you have grandkids and you're used to having them come over, it's a different thing when they come over to your 1,000 foot apartment versus your 4,000 foot house. And thinking about, you know, for me, Tony, when my family comes to visit, we have to pull out the air mattresses and every couch and every surface is covered because I have five brothers and they all have have small children. And so but we like to to get together and visit. But that's the situation is does everyone want to cram in or is everyone going to get into a hotel or (laughs) what are you going to do? Well, at, at, at my family events, we call heading to the hotel boxers return to your corners uh, that, <laughs> that way we can get ready for another round that way we're getting it. ready for another round we call them family rebellions instead of family reunions <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding i'm kidding no but you're absolutely right tony and what we're what we're giving a try for our, our deliberate family vacation is we're going out to the uh, out, outer banks of North Carolina and renting those gigantic vacation houses where every bedroom oh, yeah. has its own bathroom. Yep. And and it, it but exactly. I like that. Boxers, return to your corners. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, you know, so then just the big myth that I really want to mention is the article just talks about how people think that downsizing is probably the only way they have to boost their income in retirement. And Tony, there is just never one answer, right? Right. So that's just not true. Downsizing isn't the only way to boost your income in retirement. Absolutely not. I mean, there's always multiple courses of action. And the question that people really want to know is, is downsizing a good course of action for me? And that's when you have to sit down and look at it and do all the pros and cons and look at the numbers and and look at, Tony, I think more important than the numbers is really getting honest about what is your lifestyle? What do you want your life to be like? Yeah. And that's key. So what do you suggest we do to begin creating that retirement income? Well, step one, right, is to figure out what are you going to need? And yeah. it's, it's it's an honest question because, I mean, Tony, I've heard this so many times. Oh, once you retire, you're not going to need so much money. You're going to only need maybe 75% of your income. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. That's, that's kind of like the first thing. So the first thing we have to look at is how much is it going to cost when you retire? And, you know, the best planning tool, if you haven't done any planning, Tony, I think is what are you spending right now? <laughs> Because the because what's the big thing that you have more of when you retire? Time. Time, right? And yeah. and are we all pretty good at spending money when we have more time? Yes, I'm really good at spending money when I have a lot of downtime. <laughs> because you get to go out to eat, you get to catch up on those projects around the house. So step one is that we've got to start creating and identify how much money are you going to need. So let's start there before we go and sell the house and do things, you know, because people will do that. Was it instead of ready, aim, fire, it's uh, ready, fire, aim. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh no, we don't want to do that. (laughs) I represent that. I do. I I have to catch myself. I tend to do that a lot, but not with planning though. That's why I think I'm such a good planner because it's, it's much better to have your plan in play. Because downsizing may be an option, but that's like step 10, and we want to start with step one and two. Yeah, exactly. So in a, in a sense, uh, the statement that it's never too early to begin preparing for retirement holds true, and, and we need to make sure that plan is able to deal with any financial changes we encounter too, right? Oh, absolutely, Tony. The best time to start planning is today, because once you have that plan, then as life comes at you and things change and, and all that, all you have to do is adjust that plan. You don't have to create a whole new plan. And it becomes so much easier when you kind of have an idea of what you need. And then you get a little curveball of maybe one of your kids moves back in for a little bit or you know, someone gets married unexpectedly or different things happen. You can adjust to that much more yeah. easily. That's good. Well, hey, we're out of time for today's show. It just flew by. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Oh, Tony, this I, this topic is so important. And what this is all about, Tony, is I, Chris and I find our clients are happiest when they're in the driver's seat with their money. When you're in control of your money and you're making decisions about your lifestyle and not letting life control and letting your budget determine what your life gets to be like, you're so much happier. So when you're in the driver's seat, and then Tony, for a lot of our clients too, they wanna make sure they're not paying too much money in taxes. So all of these questions have to be part of that retirement plan so you can have that success. Downsizing may or may not be the right answer, but these are the kinds of questions and discussions you have to have to create that plan. So Tony, Chris and I have set aside 20 complimentary appointments for the first 20 callers today that are ready to to really make that deliberate plan for success. The number is 719-210-4242. 
All right. Thanks, Tara. And that does it for today's episode of Nolan Financial Radio with our amazing host, Tara Nolan. Join us again for another episode of Nolan Financial Radio. Take care and we'll talk with you next time. Thank you for listening to Nolan Financial Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services. Call 719-210-4242 or visit the website at taraenolan.com. Tara Nolan and Tara Nolan Advisory Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.